This is the Local Flex Podcast, and I'm your host, Connor Flyive. Today, I am joined again by my friend and confidant and what? Partner. Partner. Life partner. In crime. Life partner. Tyler Bolger. Tyler, thanks for coming on, buddy. Thank you so much for having me here. We just hit the record button while Tyler was trying to think of something to talk about, and you know what? We're going to spitball here. We're just rolling right now. We're rolling. Okay, so Tyler, I have a question for you. I'm here. You just wrote a little PDF uh, for people of the three best exercises for women over 40, correct? Correct, I did. It was fantastic. If you haven't checked it out, you should probably check that out. Okay, I'm going to throw, um, throw a curveball at you. What are three very common exercises that you think are a total waste of time for people over 40? Total waste of time. Got to think on your feet here, ah, Ty. You're just throwing me under the bus here. Give me, um, give me one exercise. Anything with a BOSU ball. Yeah, BOSU. Bosu. No, Bosu were like the stability ball. The you know the one they stand on, like it's like the half ball kind yeah. of thing. Any that, like where the balance, like, yeah, they think they're working balance. Well, that's your limiting factor. Stability. Yeah. You why know. is it? Why is it a waste of time? It, you're basically instead of like so if you're doing a squat on it, your limiting factor is can I balance on this ball while I'm trying to squat down and stand back up? You could do what 15 pounds on that, whereas if you could gobble squat 100 pounds, you're I mean, don't get me wrong, you're taxing your balance um, if you want to see the most improvement in strength and muscle and all that good stuff, which is why most people work out not to work on their balance in case they fall. You would want to go with the heavier goblet squat. So to get the most bang for your buck, you want to actually do something that is taxing the prime movers, like the big muscles. 100%. Okay. 100%. Like the heaviest you can do it, basically like the heaviest and most efficient and technically sound you can do it. I okay. So anything with a BOSU ball, out. Gone. Pop the BOSU ball. If you yeah. see him on Instagram, unfollow that person immediately. Yes, that's exactly what you should do. Okay, that's one. Can are you? Can you think I'm, any? I'm ready to go. All right, number two. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in an environment one on this one. Anything where they advertise it as being extra hot. Okay. Extra hot. I'm hot yoga? Out, I'm shout out on hot yoga right Oof, now. Okay. I hope we don't have anyone who participates in hot yoga listening. I'm sorry if you are. Why do you say that? Um, I would say if you're doing it for the workout elements of it, if you're doing it to like actually get a good workout, like we've talked about many times, sweating more doesn't just mean it's a better workout. Um, if you ever watch like UFC or any of that, when guys weight cut or they water cut, I mean, they're losing 10, 15 pounds. They're not losing 10 to 15 pounds of fat. You're losing 10 to 15 pounds of water. And then what happens as soon as they start eating and drinking again, they get back to their normal weight plus some. So I think it's a kind of a gimmicky advertisement thing. Like, oh, you're going to sweat a ton. You're going to feel great. If you step on a scale right after the class, you'll probably be down about four pounds. It's all water weight. It's not, it's not actual fat loss. The fat loss doesn't happen that fast as we know. What about from a quote-unquote detox standpoint? Your liver detoxes you pretty well. Your kidneys detox really well. They do a pretty darn good job of it. Um, so do you think that's still kind of a marketing play? So I don't know if you guys knew this, in a former life, before I was a teacher, as the head of the Chicago Teachers Union. <laughs> that is the first funny thing you have ever said. Before I was that, I was and we And we have it on <laughs> recording, so that's a good thing. Play that soundbite over. I worked at a GNC. Um, I don't know what it stands for. I was going to say the acronym. But at GNC, a lot of people would come there. and I think it's General Nutrition Centers, isn't it? General Nutrition Center? I mean, it sounds good. Okay. But basically, people would come there to pass drug tests, and they would tell me, 
I have a drug test tomorrow, what do I take? And you know, there's a whole section of detoxes and stuff. And all I'm gonna say is I never saw anyone there again. The same person there twice. Meaning it probably didn't work because they probably would have been back to buy another one their next drug test. Um, I don't think detoxing is, it's gimmicky. It's gimmicky. very gimmicky. Okay. It's, you drink water, you eat fruits, you eat vegetables, you stay relatively healthy. That's all the detox you need. So can I ask you about juices? Juice cleanses? Juices? Are you a big juicer now? No, I am not thing? a big juicer, but it, right along the, the same lines, people that will go on either, I, I think it's like a three-day juicing or yeah. you know seven-day juicing. Again, it's the same thing where basically you're eating nothing else besides these juice. So obviously you're going to lose 100%. lose lose weight. I mean just the weight of the food you're losing. Yes. Um, and then also like you're probably crapping yourself. Yeah. The whole time just so. because your yeah. digestion's got to be all shot. Yeah. So you may lose 5 pounds in 7 days, but what's happening right away? As, as soon as you start, you eating, start eating regular eating food, food again. Yeah. Typically, it's that whole binging thing we talked about last week, too, where, like, you haven't had food in five days. So the first time you eat food, you're probably not going to just have a salad. Yeah. You're probably going to go all in again. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Number three, what's uh, exercise to get rid of? Um, number three. You, you can jump in at any time if you want to. This okay, time. I'm going to give you one. Let me hear it. And it's not to say that it's a bad exercise, but it's not giving you the benefit that you think that it's giving you. I'm going to say any type of band walks for glutes, for yes. your butt. I was actually thinking that. I know you were not. I was thinking it. Okay, so when you see someone on Instagram doing, they have the band around the knees or band around the ankles or whatever, and they're doing side shuffles. Um, I was going to say side shuffles to the side. They're doing they're doing lateral walks, and they think that they're doing you know booty pumping mm-hmm. workouts. That is so low on the totem pole of butt producing exercise i mean i mean from from you know lack of better words but like of working your glutes and getting a better firmer butt as people want instead of doing that and wasting your time for five to ten minutes for such little results do something where you know you talked about the stability ball versus doing a goblet squat do something that you're actually hitting like the big muscle of the butt which is the gluteus maximus like something like a a weighted hip thrust again as much weight with you know medium to high reps with good form and it's going to be way better producing than a million of those little walks yeah the walk i if they could be a good warm-up exercise exactly a good active little quote-unquote activation something like but you're not going to build muscle by doing bad walks no if you could everyone just wear them when they walk normally yeah so if you see someone on Instagram with a really nice butt doing those walks, I guarantee that is not the thing that got them that very nice butt. That was three exercises. Okay, I'm going to give you another thing. When someone says, I am going to start running to get in shape, do you think that's a good way to get in shape? I do not. Why is that, Tyler? Uh, we actually opened up, we opened up the door now. Now we're going in. Well, one, you're not putting your muscle through any sort of stress really. You're burning calories to a point, um, but you just burn the calories that you do on that run. Your body too is also very efficient at burning calories. So if you go for a mile run, the first time you do it, you might burn a lot of calories. After a week or two, you're probably gonna burn fewer and fewer because your body's getting a little bit more efficient at that mile run. It gets a little bit easier and easier. Um, on top of that too, the 
point, a lot of people when they want to lose weight, they don't just want to lose weight. They want to look body better. Body count. Body count, 100%. So they want to build muscle. If you just lose weight and you aren't resistance training or strength training at all, you're losing everything. So you're losing muscle, you're losing a little bit of fat too. You kind of lose everything. So you basically just go from like a bigger version of you to a little more downsized version of you that looks kind of the same. Skinny fat? I'd say skinny fat, dad bod, that's kind of in right now. Yep. Um, with resistance training though, you're going to build up muscle as well. So a cool little caveat with that is, even with resistance training, let's say you weigh the same from when you started resistance training, you'll probably have a little bit more muscle and you'll look a little bit better than if you were, say, just losing weight and weren't resistance training whatsoever. Yeah, so I, I, you know what, we actually work with a decent amount of runners um, at the gym or in Niles just because, like you said, when you start a running program, and I'm, and I'm not against running program, basically anything that gets you up and active and something that you can stick with consistently, like for an exercise standpoint or a health standpoint, I'm all for it. But when it comes to running, we actually work with a lot of runners because running, you like you're bound to get your knees, knees ankles, ankles low back all that stuff joint. like your joints just get beat up because especially if you're running on pavement or sidewalk it's just step after step after step of like impact pounding. impact impact yeah. yeah pounding so like where your body starts to break down and especially if you're not running with quote unquote good form like if you're you know if you're kind of kicking your foot off to the side or anything like that, or there's any type of compensation to where you're not running correctly, yeah. like it just takes a toll on your body. So we actually work with a lot of um, of runners to just give them some general strength to take away, you know, try to build up a little bit of the muscle so it takes away some of that impact on the joints. But I think it's somewhat of the opposite. I've heard and we've had people that have come to a starting point session of ours, a consultation, and said like, hey, I don't think I'm in good enough shape for this gym. I'm gonna start you know, w running or whatever yeah. in order to get in shape for the gym. And I think it's the exact opposite. I don't think running is a good way to get in shape. I think you almost need to get in shape for or stronger before you run. So it's almost kind of like a complete 360 to where you need to make sure that you're strong enough and your muscles are strong enough around the joints so that when you do run a when you do like want to go run a 5k or yep. you know a, a 10k or anything like that or half marathon to where your muscles are strong enough to withstand all that pounding well think about it like half the times any sort of knee injury most of the ways to like heal that knee injury to strengthen everything else around it so that the knee is not under as much impact from whatever exercise you're doing so 100 percent like if you were thinking about running and like oh i'd rather start there than strength training i'm scared about that i think you just kind of have to shift that stigma that maybe you should start with like a strength training with a proper coach proper plan and then we can hopefully progress our way over to running and not have it kill our bodies as i think it, like the stigma is in a gym i'm gonna get hurt yeah like but realistically and people think that running is a safe alternative to getting in shape but realistically it's if you think about running it's literally impact over a thousand to a couple thousand steps every single day every single day to where if you are driving down the street and you see someone like an avid runner they're probably going to have a knee sleeve on they're probably yep. going to have an ankle uh wrap or whatever to where their body is just beat up to where they need a good general strength training thing or not thing but program 
to where they can just make sure that their body's staying intact and staying nice and healthy. And, and again, there's nothing at all wrong with running, but no, it's just that thought process of, hey, I'm going to run to get in shape because I'm afraid to get, that I'm going to get hurt in strength training. Yeah. I think a lot of people get, unfortunately, a lot of their strength training and ideas, programming, slash motivation, or anything like that from Instagram. TikTok? TikTok? I'm kids. not on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok either. I like TikTok, though. Uh, I don't think I've ever watched a single TikTok no, in my sure entire life. So if someone is getting their information from Instagram, and, and not to say there aren't really good people on Instagram. Mm-hmm. There are really good people. But I would say for every one really good trainer, would really good coach, really good nutrition person, there's probably 100 terrible people with a way bigger following with a way bigger following unfortunately promoted way more than the other guys yeah so how can people filter that i think it's tough because i think you can even look at some like the really top guys that like i'm sure you or me follow who sometimes will put stuff out there that kind of sounds silly yes at some point you have to sell you have to sell product right unfortunately yeah so it's tough i think general information kind of stuff um like maybe like talking about certain exercises or whatnot if it's like attached to a product or they're like quick fat loss like the buzzwords kind of stuff if they're throwing around buzzwords a lot i'd probably steer clear of it or maybe check out another source um i guess another thing too is are they just a celebrity who looks attractive or you know are they a certified strength and conditioning specialist are they do they have their doctorate have they been in the field a while um, what are their credentials? Or is it just, hey, this guy looks good with his shirt off, I'm gonna buy his program. So those are a couple things I can think of. Can I give you a, a foolproof way to look at it? I would love to hear it. So what I would do is if I were someone, first of all, I would either hire a coach or hire someone to do like a consultation with me to walk me through some stuff that you know is, is like, legit and they are a good coach and they've been doing it for a while but what i would do is i would pick four or five exercises every single workout that are like fundamental and basic um and because the fundamentals and basics work they they're 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 fundamentals for a reason so i would pick those exercises and i would do like a variation of them maybe in a superset so can I take you through a workout here, Ty? Or we we got time? Ty, Ty. Okay, so let's say I'm gonna do a squat. Okay, let's squat we going with. Okay, I'm newer to exercise, so I'm gonna do a goblet squat with a dumbbell. Nice. Okay. And if I do that, I may do four sets, and I wanna keep my reps around twenty-five to thirty total reps. So if I do four sets, I could do six reps, and how many does that equal, Ty? It's twenty-four. Twenty-four. I could do eight reps and around it's about thirty-two, thirty-two total reps. So I may pair that with a second exercise. Again, do basics. You know, I may pair it with a chin-up or something like yeah. that. Okay. So my first four to five exercises are going to be really solid fundamentals. Yep. And I'm going to concentrate on really good volume, meaning like I'm not going to do crazy amount of reps with super lightweight. But I'm going to pick somewhere in the middle and I'm going to do anywhere from 25 to 30 total reps. Okay. And he's also saying that's over all the sets. He's not saying one set. Of oh yeah. So sets. again, so going back to that, you know, I'm going to do my goblet squat, and I'm going to do it for four sets. A lot of some, a lot of people, what they'll do 
is you know there's no progression so every single time they go into a gym they do three sets of 10 of the same exact weight every single time 12 years for 12 straight years okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna move my sets and reps around but it should always be around 25 to 30 reps okay so again my first four exercises are always going to be the fundamentals okay i'm gonna hit those basic movement patterns you know squat lunge hinge press row that's five Squat, lunge, hinge, press, row. Squat, lunge, hinge, press, row. There's a test at the end of this, guys. Okay. I'm going to hit those four to five movements every single time. Some variation. After I get done with those four to five exercises, then what I can do is I can do like a circuit of two to three exercises that I see on Instagram that look pretty cool and like, hey, I want to try that or... I was just reading this and I saw them do this like little variation of an exercise and then put that towards the bottom of your workout. Yeah. So it's like the 80-20 rule. 80, 80% of the work that you do is going to, no. Is yeah, it? No, that's right. Yeah, 80% of the work is going to get you like most of your results, right? I think yeah. I screwed you, up that. No, side. that's like the diet rule. That 80-20 is like 80% healthy, 20% on nothing. Yeah. But we get what you're saying. <laughs> so again, so you got all of that basic like really result producing work done and now towards the end of your workout you can do like those things that that look cool that maybe you're not quite sure are going to you know produce the results that you want but like again you already got such great work in so go do go do that stuff at the end throw the fluff in if you want to throw the fluff in make it at the end a a great coach dan john calls it do whatever the hell you want to do so he he programs sessions um an hour long but his his workouts are 45 minutes actually and for the last 15 minutes he just says go do that whatever the hell you want to do because he he gets you know like 40 40 or 50 year old guys that come in and what do 40 and 50 year old guys want to do biceps baby. biceps and they want a bench but those first 45 minutes he's taking people through yeah squat lunge hinge press row yep and he's getting all that really good work done in 45 minutes and then last 15 minutes go do whatever the hell you want to do. yeah it's just actually moving at that point yeah it's actually moving he covers bases yeah covers bases and actually produces results ty is there anything else you want to say well i think i'm good okay good. all right i'm gonna leave you with a story all right and i read this from a nutrition coach uh his name is mike dola and he runs Stronger You. Have you ever heard of Stronger heard You Nutrition? Of They're, They're a good follow. If you They're want. That very is a good, good follow. That is a reputable follow. Yeah, they are very good. Stronger You, um, like just a, just a letter U on Instagram. And he talked about how people uh, set the house on fire from a nutrition standpoint on the weekends. Yes. Meaning they're really, really good from Monday to Friday afternoon. And then they completely like they keep their they're in a calorie deficit and they're eating the right things and you know the right quantities and all that stuff. And then when the weekend comes, they throw everything out the window and they screw everything up. So the way that he put it was that uh, Tyler, the office worker, is right. uh, works in corporate America, all right. and he does a great job. Okay, it's in the name, he does all the reports right. He does he, you know he. Does everything correct. He takes care of the customers. He, he's a good coworker. He's he's everything. He's a good employee. And then right when he's about to leave on Friday afternoon, he flips his desk over. He throws all the paper. He throws the water cooler down. He flicks off all of his coworkers and says, go to hell to everyone. 
And then he walks out the door. And then what happens on Monday morning? Shows up ready to go. He doesn't show up ready to go. <laughs> he has to try to make up for everything that he just did on Friday afternoon when he left. And he has to clean up all of the damage. So it doesn't really make sense to be a great employee and coworker all Monday through Friday and then completely burn the house down on Friday afternoon. Right? I get it. Is that a good that thing? That was pretty good, actually. You didn't know where I was going I there. I didn't at all. That's what I'm going to leave you with, okay? So don't, do not be perfect from Monday through Friday to Friday afternoon and then completely go off the rails on Friday night and Saturday night or Sunday because you, it just, the math doesn't equal equal out. It no. does not add up. You cannot. You can't out exercise a bad diet. Yes, you cannot out, out, out exercise a bad diet, okay? You guys have a wonderful week. We'll see you next week. Have a great one, guys.